Hey, welcome into A to Z Sports Powered by BetMGM. I'm Austin Stanley. He is Zach Bingham. Make sure you follow us all over the socials, whether it's Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, TikTok, uh, Twitch. We are Nashville's On Demand Sports Talk Network, and we go live every weekday morning at 8 Central Time. Got to thank our sponsors because they make it happen for our show, and they help out you guys. Renters Warehouse Nashville, the professional landlords in the area at RentersWarehouse.com. Mandu, the Pulse of Fitness, where one 15-minute workout equals five-plus hours in the weight room at mandu.com. Your first workout's free. Wilson County Hyundai, find your next ride at wilsoncountyhyundai.com in Lebanon. Calvin and Subtle for your brand-new hardwood floors and finishings. They're simply at calvinandsubtle.com. And the Bone & Joint Institute, boneandjointtn.org, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. Again, boneandjointtn.org. Dot org. So training camp starts tomorrow on the practice field. And Aaron Rodgers, that news coming out uh, yesterday that he will play in Green Bay to kind of round up that story. But Zach, one unique thing that separates this Titans training camp from years past, what is that? Well, it's something that actually you brought up or brought to my attention this morning as we were doing our pre-show conversation. Oh. And it really had me thinking. And I've, I've covered training camp for, damn, uh, 10 plus years. I don't know, it's 10 or 12, one of the two. But uh, going into this season, because of the structure of the Titans roster, there's really not a lot of camp competition, if any. I mean, I can name you all the starters on the offense and I think I can name you all the starters on the defense. Maybe the third cornerback. That was the only question mark that I possibly could have. But going into this training camp, this starting and, and depth obviously is a completely different situation. But usually some guys vying for a job, some guys competing for a starting gig. They usually set that up, whether it's an interior offensive lineman, whether it's tight end, whether it's back half of a defense, whether it's a pass rusher. But this year, it seems like, and this is, hey, kudos to John Robinson of setting it up this way, this, this is the most stable roster heading into training camp I've ever seen. Uh, it's very stable. Uh, I will say uh, Louie brings up uh, your favorite of the competitions, the kicker. <laughs> Who's the kicker? That is a big one, Zach, that for, what, the third year in a row, we are wondering who the Titans kicker will be as training camp begins. And so two things on that. Maybe I'm numb because for three years it's been the same damn way. And then if the kicker, and you know how I feel about the kicker, but if we're talking about the kicking situation, which we have for some time, that may be just Mike Vrabel's style. <laughs> like, that just may be the what – because – and John Robinson, he put this roster together. They, they've come together and communicated. But when I talk about offense and defense, you have a very good point on the special teams, and we know Brett Kern will be there. But the, the, the 11 on offense and 11 on defense, is there – a starting spot yeah. that is available? Yes, there is. It's right tackle. <clears throat> right tackle, I think, is wide open uh, because Dennis Kelly, was he was actually visiting the Texans yesterday. It was the reports. But right tackle's wide open, uh, and that's between Kendall Lamb, who they signed 
from the Cleveland Browns in, in the offseason and potentially rookie second-round pick Dylan Radins. And, and that's where – that's a big one because you're talking about Derrick Henry in the offensive line, like as banged up as that O-line was last year because of Lawan being out with the ACL, Ty Sambrilo, who is on the pup list to begin camp, who filled in for Lawan. Uh, he got injured, and that's why he's in the pup list to start training camp. But, yeah, there, it's a – there's a big hole right there, right tackle, because you feel so good about the other 10 spots, right? Like, you know, left tackle, the right guard, Lawan, Saffold, Ben Jones, Nate Davis. Those guys have been playing, and they are solid. Then you've got Julio, AJ, and Josh Reynolds as your top three wideouts, Derek Henry and Darrington Evans in the backfield, Ryan Tannehill as your starter, Anthony Ferkser is the starting tight end with Jeff Swain. They have the roles. Maybe we're suspect about the ability that they can play bigger roles without Johnu Smith, but the starters are at least like in pin or I don't know if they're in pin, but they're at least in pencil. There's no like besides right tackle. There's no, there's no like dual starters battling for a position. And well, that right that, tackle that you bring up is it's money or youth, right? So well, you the money, the money is not like expensive. It's well, like Kendall Lamb's making like three and a half, mill a year well he's making more than dylan raiden's well so, yes so but but in that sense if if raiden's wins i mean that's best case scenario right absolutely because kendall lamb is a it, i mean kendall lamb is viewed as a swing tackle that will be able to help you out uh maybe he can be that extra big body tight end that dennis kelly was for a lot of his titans career uh and can play on either side and he caught a touchdown pass against the Titans last year for the Browns playing that jumbo tight end position. So I think Kendall Lamb and Dylan Radins, that's 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 what the main thing is. Chris Cole says uh, it's not necessarily the point, therefore position battle going into camp. So like I feel like you're not wrong overall because there's not a lot of starting jobs up for grabs, but there are a lot of people who have something to prove in their expanded role as a starter. But th as you talk about stability, this is the least starting positions open for competition that I have seen in a very, very, very long time. Okay. I mean, let's let's talk more about that. Because the, you, I'd like to talk about the strong safety in Amani yeah. Hooker. And, I, and, I, I, think, and I want to do that. So we'll, we'll basically ask, here's the question. We're going to do this together as a team. What are the starting jobs up for grabs going in the training camp? So we know right tackle is one, but what are the starting jobs open uh, for the Titans going into training camp? I'm not talking about the depth jobs. There's obviously competition uh, a lot uh, when it comes to depth for this roster, but what are these starting jobs available uh, in, in camp going into camp for these battles? But first, let me tell you guys about renterswarehouse.com. Uh, they have tons of availability in their inventory for rental property. And if you want to jump on that, you absolutely can go to renterswarehouse.com to see all the great inventory across the mid-state, whether it's townhomes, apartments, condos, houses, duplexes, whatever it might be, renterswarehouse.com has it. Also, if you are a rental property owner and you've been doing all the work the last little bit, shed the work. Don't do the work. Let the pros do it and let you just get the money. That's it. That's what Renters Warehouse does for a low monthly rate right there at renterswarehouse.com. Go let the pros handle your property at renterswarehouse.com.
A to Z Sports. We are powered by BetMGM. Download the app today and use that promo code ATOZ Sports. New users, you can't beat this. You are going to get a $600 risk free bet. You cannot beat that. So, new users, $600 risk free bet. Code ATOZ Sports. Download the app in the App Store today. So, we know right tackle, right? Right tackle is open. What are the other starting jobs we think are open heading into Titans training camp, Zach? What are the comments saying? Well, uh, we had a couple of comments coming in on nose tackle. Obviously, and I think Louie brought this up, but Grant brings it up too, is kicker. Let me ask you this, Austin. Is this a Mike Vrabel thing, or is this like uh, just kicking competition because they don't have one, right? Like, I I cannot figure that one out. Well – it, it's it's confusing because it all it's been it's just been so mishandled for the last three years because I mean, they don't value it though. Well, but they they did value it with Ryan Suckup because they're paying Ryan Suckup like three or four million a year to be their kicker. And then they mismanaged him and cut him. They mismanaged his injury, and then they had they were forced to cut him because of the money he was making. And then it's been a rotating door of kickers. Stephen Goskowski came in, who was also playing through an injury most of last year too that you've talked about throughout this offseason, and now he's contemplating retirement maybe. He doesn't know if he wants to play uh, this season. So now the Titans have Tucker McCann, undrafted rookie from last year from Missouri, and then the Ohio State undrafted free agent rookie from this year, and they're just going to battle it out. So it's – I don't know if Mike Vrabel just feels like he can pick up a kicker at any moment and move forward with him. Or he scores enough touchdowns. (laughs) Yeah, but like we've seen this position burn Mike Vrabel several times. By handling it this way. So, so right tackle is one. Kicker is absolutely another one. So, there's two right there. What are other comments saying about, about how many actually starting jobs are available for the Titans heading into camp? What about Charles saying nose tackle? So, nose tackle, um, it, it's just not a prevalent role in the defense. So, I, I don't know if that counts as a starting job because – you have Jeffrey Simmons and Danico Autry who are your starting defensive linemen. And then how many other linebackers outside rushers do they have on the field? So I feel like I feel like nose tackle is a specific role that's a part-time player, right? All right. Okay. So we, we move on. What about Maven Cole's punt returner? He does LOL at the end, but return man. Um, kick returner, punt returner. I, I don't necessarily think those are starting jobs. Like, no, those are those are the guys that that can plug. It's like a, and this is how uh, the Titans, especially Mike Vrabel, does it. He values guys that can play special teams and play the the gritty positions that maybe nobody wants to play. Punt returner and kick returner. You know, we're not talking about you know Dante Hall and and the the guys that made it glorified that position. That is a tough grinded out job that is not fun now they they've gone safe before like in the titans history and then they've gone risky before right i'm always curious to see what they're going to do because you know mark mariani safe 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 you had dexter McCluster back in the day who wasn't as safe more risky he actually they didn't do very well for the titans compared to his time in kansas city but I, yeah, I don't necessarily pick that out. I think that that's once the, the roster kind of uh, maturates, 
then you find out who who could catch catch punch and catch kitch, uh, yeah. kicks, excuse me, and yeah. run the football. Yeah, and so like I, I I don't necessarily see that it's a specialty role um, that will be. I feel like um, you know a lot of you guys have said, and, and Jeffrey says nose tackle isn't a starting position in the Titans defense just for certain schemes. Yeah, the Titans use a nose tackle maybe eighteen percent of the snaps throughout a game, and so it's not like a it's not a primary role that's up for grabs. So I still think we're at kickers legitimate, right tackles legitimate, um, corner. We, yeah, corner. It's because. And I think you can realistically say there are three starting cornerbacks, right? Outside, outside, nickel. I think that is legitimately there are three. I think Janoris Jackrabbit Jenkins has one of them, right? You love uh, to hear it. I think Christian Fulton has one of them too. Janoris is, is at the outside job. I think Fulton can be either at the outside or the inside. So who is the third guy on this? because we know Caleb Farley is on the non-football injury list. So he's not going to be out there immediately. He's going to have to earn this. Um, so I, I do think one corner spot is up for grabs. You've got guys like Brown Borders, who did a good job last year stepping in in a, in a situation he was you know kind of thrown into midseason. Uh, Elijah Molden, who's a rookie, who, who was it? Uh, Lewis Riddick. Uh, I think called him a Jedi in the slot was Elijah Molden. So maybe Elijah Molden can be your starting nickel. They need a inside. Jedi in the slot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If he's a Jedi in the slot, he, Molden's is the starter there. And then you have Fulton on the outside with uh, Old Man Jenkins on the uh, the other outside position. So I, I think there's different possibilities of how to move these pieces around. But right, I would so say one, one corner job is up for grabs. Too. All right, so we're at kicker, we're at right tackle, and we're at third corner yeah what about strong safety i think I, this is imani hooker's job. i think it's imani hooker's job to lose and but I, don't, I don't know if he can lose it because they also have matthias farley who is a veteran free agent safety they picked up in free agency uh i don't think he is pushing imani hooker for the starting role i and I think Elijah Molden and can play some of that third safety as well. Dane Crookshank still on the well. roster. Hooker has played well yeah. uh, in his short career. And I think he's come up in big spots when the back half of that defense was not rolling, right? And he played he played multiple positions, so hybrid. And I, and I think this is his opportunity to kind of take that safety job. I don't. I don't think that this is a position up for grabs. I, so agree. I think, are we at three? We're at three right now. Three. <laughs> now, here's How many NFL football teams just have three positions, special teams, offense, and defense. Those are the only ones up for grabs. So here's, here's a, uh, an interesting one because right now, Bud Dupree's on physically unable to perform list two, as he is re returning from his ACL. So Bud Dupree being paid $82.5 million over the next five years is going to be the starting outside linebacker. But right now, who's who's out? Who's the opposite of Harold Landry on the practice field tomorrow? Because they're not competing for a starting job, but it's a good question. It's a very good question because they're on the practice field tomorrow without Bud Dupree. Who's lining up with first team defense? Hmm. They just cut Wyatt Ray. So is it the John Simon guy they just picked up three days ago? Is it Derek Roberson? Probably. Rob says that's scary. 
probably Rashad Weaver. I mean, are you going to put the 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 fourth round rookie draft pick in there to get him, you know, a lot, as many reps as possible while they're Has available? His legal troubles settled out. Uh, he, it's uh the I believe the court date is early October. So he so what, is, his, what, what do they do? They're not cutting him. They, they kept him. He, he is under, he has signed his contract, uh, his rookie deal, and he is playing until otherwise. Yeah, I called that from a mile away when it happened. You let that, you let the dust settle and then nobody's talking about it. And then you let the legal thing maybe get some money. They settle. I, that, that was, you could tell exactly what was going to happen there. Uh, Nate says, go get Chandler Jones with imaginary cap space. Uh, Titans have around $8 million of cap space. And Chandler Jones is unhappy in Arizona. So that's something to look for this week is yeah. who, who is at, I mean, this is why we do this show heading into camp before Vrabel has this opening training camp press conference, who is going to replace Bud Dupree in practice leading up to the season during training camp. Yeah. That's a and good question. It is a good question. Uh, Cause we don't know how long Bud Dupree will be on the pup list. There's another position that was brought up in the chat that I want to mention. Uh, let me see if I can find the, the comment that went away. Uh, it was about long slap, long snapper, because Bo Brinkley is no longer here. And I don't even know which long snapper they kept around uh, from last year trying to replace Bo Brinkley midseason after uh, he was uh, had his COVID situation. But Morgan Cox formerly of the Ravens out of university of Tennessee is on the roster as the long snapper. Oh, so, yeah. I, so coincidentally, how old is Morgan Cox? Morgan He's got to be Cox, like my age. He is 35 years old. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I had one of my year pro. One of my best friends was friends with Morgan Cox at the university of Tennessee. And I remember he went to the Ravens. I, yeah. He got a super bowl in 2012 yeah. And we always joke around how Morgan Cox has the best job of anybody that my friend has ever met. I went to he, a uh I went to a date party with Morgan Cox. Okay. <laughs> college, <laughs> Not was, together, but No, no, yeah, we were in we were <laughs> in the same group. You gotta, I messed up the trousers, pull your pants up yesterday. Yeah, you messed yeah. that one up. So well, fair. we were in the same group and it was before <laughs> it was the year before he won the Super Bowl. And then uh, the next year I'm like, "Damn, that guy just won the Super Bowl? Like what the hell are we?" It was it was funny, but he but he's a good guy. So uh, Morgan so Cox. You it, feel it, comfortable. I, you're not, so I'm not worried about that. That, that right. I, I think he, he is perfectly fine as long snapper. He is a veteran. It's not like he just came out of, you know, some small school and he just is his first NFL experience. That's not the case. So you got three. Yeah. That, I mean, I, 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 that's that, that solidifies what I was trying to say for this entire show is the uniqueness of this training camp. Only three positions are really up for grabs when it comes to starters. You don't find that in NFL training camps. Coaches love competition too much to have that, but that's a great sign for a team, as we talk about, vying to win a Super Bowl in 2021. Yeah, but I think you have, let's say, maybe there's only three open jobs, but I think there's three or four new starters that you have to figure out if you can trust them. And, and, and I, I, I'm going to go through those. I got four names that will have an expanded role that will, I want to know which of the four we trust the absolute most. But first I tell everybody about Wilson County Hyundai. 
Yeah, Wilson County Hyundai is where to go to get your next ride. The 2021 Palisade, in which I talk about all the time, could be your perfect make and model. Maybe it's the Sonata, like I drive. I love my Sonata. It is quality. It is unbelievable fuel efficiency. It is a great four-door sedan. You got the Elantra. You got the Santa Fe. But you also have that brand-new Palisade, which is dynamite. Both Austin and I have have test-driven the Palisade. And the full-size SUV gives you comfort, it gives you fuel efficiency, but it also gives you style. It's like the perfect car for your family. You know, trade in that crap-ass minivan, okay? Don't be a minivan family, all right? Be a Hyundai Palisade family. That's the direction you need to go. So if you've been looking around for a brand-new car or a used car, Payne Bone and his team will hook you up at wilsoncountyhyundai.com. You can look at their inventory, but I would take the quick trip to I-40 exit 236. Go there really quick, real quick trip. Test drive one today. The Palisade could be your perfect car. It is eSports. We are powered every morning by BetMGM. Download the app. Use our code ATOZSports. You get a risk-free bet up to 600 bucks with your first deposit and your first bet. Go to BetMGM. Download the app again. That code is ATOZ Sports. So we, we're actually going to talk about something with BetMGM tomorrow with the Titans. It's a trend that we've been following. Uh, looking forward to that conversation tomorrow morning. But visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions. You must be 21 years or older, must be present in Tennessee for gambling problem support. Call a Tennessee Redline at 800 889 9789. So, Zach, we have figured out that there are three jobs really open, starting jobs open for the Titans. It's right tackle kicker, and then one of the corner starting roles. So I've got four new Titans starters. Which that corner spot is usually a revolving door because of the style of football offenses play. You have to have cornerbacks on deck. At least they have them, right? You know what what, uh, they say is you can never have too many cornerbacks. Yeah. And so, um, so that, that that is one that I definitely watch. So these four guys, Zach, I'll start on the offense. I got two on offense, two on defense. I want to know which of these four guys do we trust the most in their new starting elevated roles as Titans players. On offense, you have Anthony Ferkser at tight end and Josh Reynolds as the slot slash third wide receiver replacing Adam Humphreys. So you got Ferkser and Josh Reynolds. On defense, you have Amani Hooker and Christian Fulton. Which of those four guys stepping into a big role do you trust the most? Because like we've we've seen Josh Reynolds with the LA Rams for four years play a solid role. You've seen Anthony Ferkser play a limited role, specific role in the Titans offense. Same with Imani Hooker. A limited role in the Titans defense, but look good doing it. Now he's full-time starter just like Ferkser. And then you got Christian Fulton, who was injured last year. He had COVID last year. was in and out. He had some moments. He looked nice. But as any rookie, gets burned. So which of these four do you trust the most? Well, as far as, like, targets, if you just go through, like, Josh Reynolds, once they got Julio Jones, his life got easier. Like, I know that he probably wanted the pressure and wanted the opportunity, but what is he? He's trying to outdo Adam Humphreys that had 374 yards his first year with the Titans and 228 yards his second year. Obviously, due to injury, he only played 12 games the first year and seven games the second year. But 
you got to think Josh Reynolds can do that. It's just about will he see the ball? Josh Reynolds think, has been has has played more football than the other three, right? And but so, he's new with the Titans. I, I think Josh Reynolds is is in a category where I could be fighting for him. Ferk, I think this this role for him. Uh, I I don't want to say it's too big, but I have some doubts because of what they could ask him to do consistently. But he's got big guys and big names around him, which will help him. So that kind of goes back and forth. I think Amani Hooker is going to do just fine. I, like, I, so so now I, I'm... I, yeah, okay, then, which, which, you're, you're pulling to me. You're talking well, to well, the whole... And then, the, and then, the, the, then Christian Fulton... Uh, Christian Fulton's probably the least, because he has the least uh, experience. But I right? also think Christian Fulton has the most pressure on him this year. Of the four, of the four, Christian Fulton has the most pressure on him. Yeah, because Caleb, because they drafted Caleb Farley, so I disagree with that. Who's on the NFI list? I well, think Christian. He, he Fulton, will come back. They draft. I mean, yes, maybe. I, we have no idea the timeline for. He's a first for, round pick. But we trying have, to take his job. We have no idea who the timeline for Caleb Farley. Christian Fulton was a second round pick last year who played under three hundred snaps as a second round pick as a rookie because of several reasons and the Titans defense. Was awful, and but, he has he to win. Slide into that third spot if Farley comes out and shows out. So, like, there's protection. I think there's even more pressure on Christian Fulton because they drafted a, a, a guy in his position. He slides time. over. There's three spots. There's not two. We talked okay, about so, it again. So, I think Fulton has the most pressure. Who do you have the most trust in of the four? You've talked through it all. Who do you trust the most in their new role? Straight in gut. I think I'm going to get burned on this, but I think it's a Monty Hooker. <laughs> I like uh, Monty Hooker. And maybe I'm biased, but I like a Monty Hooker. I think Josh Reynolds could have a very easier role because I don't know how many balls he's going to get. Yeah. How many targets Josh with between Derrick Henry Tote and the Rock, Darrington Evans out of the backfield, Julio Jones catching deep balls and crossing routes, and A.J. Brown catching slants. I don't know how much bread is left to go around this kitchen table. All right, so so you say hooker, right? That's who you trust most? You cut out. Say that last sentence. I said, what is trust when it comes to that, right? Amani sure. Hooker has a big role. Oh, no doubt. So I'm going to read some comments. So who do you trust the most of these four new Titan starters? On offense, there's Ferkser, Josh Reynolds. On defense, it's Imani Hooker at safety and Christian Fulton at corner. Rob says he goes for Ferkser. Fude says Ferkser. Bobby and Clayton say with Imani Hooker. Uh, Greg says, got to be Ferkser or Reynolds. Bemo says Ferkser. Peter says Ferkser. Nate says Ferkser. Uh, let's see. Dom says Reynolds or Hooker. Billy says Hooker. Nate says Ferkser. Safe hands with a catch. Danny says Ferkser. He's been in the system before and will fit right in with the role he's asked. Seth and Mark go with Hooker. Uh, Rob says, and Ferkser's bulked up, which has been true, right? Like you and you and Buck noticed that during mini camps of how thicker Anthony Ferkser was lower. I think that's the one thing that we we kind of noticed and we're talking through when we went to practice during mini camp is he's put on some more lower body weight with with his legs, and that has to the, the strategy makes a lot of sense, right? You have to block some big dudes or chip some big dudes, you got to have that leg strength. Yeah. Um, so Jarvis says, first, he knows what he has to do. Uh, 
Peter says interested to see Ferkser blocks more, but he says him. Alex Ferkser, rude boy, is the first vote for Christian Fulton. Trevor Anthony Ferkser, King uh, Mofaka <laughs> says, I'm on the Reynolds train. I've always enjoyed his role when Woods or Cup were injured. So maybe I think you could make an argument for him. Here's the thing with Josh Reynolds. I want to see what Josh Reynolds looks like this week compared to how I last saw him in mid-June. Because in mid-June, what did I say? He looked slow. He looked sluggish. Not explosive. But the talk was around practice that Josh Reynolds is dealing with some type of lower body injury throughout the offseason. Is he healthy now? And what does he look like when healthy compared to A.J. Brown and Julio Jones, who are some of the most explosive athletes the Titans have ever had at the wide receiver position? Well, it should light a, a fire under his ass because Julio and A.J. are going to be competing with one another in practice because that's just who they are, right? That is that is the personality that they bring, which I absolutely love. Hopefully they can do that safely and cautiously but still have that fire. That, that should motivate Josh Reynolds more than anything in this world to be signed by a team as the number two. And then in the snap of a finger, you are pushed back to number three. And the team has basically said, well, I don't think he thinks he's better than Julio Jones, but the team has said, look, we had to go get another guy because we felt like that would help our team more than you at number two. Yeah, I think I expect him to come out there and be efficient and trying to prove himself at the start of training camp, or at least I, I hope he would. All right, so of these four guys with new roles, uh, I think, one, you trust the least of the four, and that's Christian Fulton. So I'm going to go 4-3-2-1 with my rankings of who I trust the most. So four is Fulton. I think the other three, you can make a good, solid case for all three of them. Here's how I think about it. Third for me is Anthony Ferkser. I like Anthony Ferkser, but he is going to have to be a full-time tight end. He has never been a full-time tight end who can play every role. Does he have the body for it? He added weight in his lower body. Can he hold on to that weight through a training camp? Can he still be crisp and quick in his routes with extra weight? Can he hold up physically and not get banged up with the amount of snaps he's going to be playing and be productive? So, I do have some concern about Ferkser in the overall position at tight end. Well, an example, Janu had never been a starting tight end. It had always been Delaney's job. And then injury happened, and Janu got his opportunity. And as we know, the results are in, and he took full advantage. Yeah, now he's making $12.5 bucks this year from the New England Patriots uh, and, and earned that free agent so contract. It can so be done, but we'll find out. Yeah, so when it comes to the next two, Amani Hooker and Josh Reynolds, the reason why I put Hooker second and I had the most trust in Josh Reynolds is because of what Cam just said right here. Reynolds, just because he's stepping into the exact same role he had in L.A. where he succeeded, if he was stepping into a number two spot at wide receiver, it would be a different conversation. So that's where I say I trust Josh Reynolds the most in his Titans role out of these four because he's comfortable. He's done it for four years, and if somebody goes down ahead of him, knock on wood, it doesn't happen to the Titans, but if somebody goes down ahead of him, you have somebody who's a veteran who understands the position mentally and physically and can do everything he's asked to do, and he gives the wide receiver so much flexibility because all three guys can play from the slot and all three guys can play from the outside, and so they can switch that up and use it to their best matchup for whatever week they're playing. Amani Hooker, I like 
a lot. I really think Amani Hooker is a rising name in the Titans defense. I'm on the and, verge of love. I like him a lot. That's like, what I'm saying. I like him a lot. He he can earn that love this season in his first year as a full-time starter, but he is going to be a first-year full-time starter this year. So that's he's why played a lot. It's not like he, like he he had to play a lot because of how bad that defense was. Yeah, but again, my answer is I trust Josh Reynolds the most. But uh, but also for Amani Hooker and my answer was Hooker when the defense was so bad, we weren't bitching and moaning at Amani Hooker for being out of position, making bad plays, taking bad angles, dropping intercept. We weren't doing any of that. He was not the problem. So that tells me a lot. You got brand new players, a lot of them, in this defense. I think you got Byard with a chip on his shoulder. You got Rashawn Evans with a chip on his shoulder. You got Jayon Brown coming back from injury and a better defensive line. That's a recipe that says Amani Hooker should be really good. Yeah, uh, no doubt about that. And um, I, I do agree with that. So and Jason said. And I think it keeps Byard in his natural position. Right. That, that that I cannot emphasize enough. Well, you goes, saw this last year with Vaccaro. It, it goes back to what I remember about Amani Hooker when he came out of Iowa. It was a cerebral defensive back who has played multiple positions, the high safety and the box safety, and is really instinctual when it comes to man and zone coverage and getting his hands on the football. What did he show last year? He didn't get his hands on the football. What, he had four picks last year? A lot of you guys commenting with his four interceptions. So I, I like Amani Hooker. Jason says, isn't the right tackle uh, spot up for grabs? Yes. So we led the show with Zach's unique observation about this camp is that there's really only three starting jobs up for grabs. It's right tackle on offense. It's one of the three corner jobs on defense and the kicker. So then we took that into the four new starters who do we trust the most between Josh Reynolds, Anthony Ferguson, Armani Hooker, and Christian Fulton? And so that's how we've gotten to where we are here, too. Charles says Hooker started two games last year, but we know he played a bigger role than just starting two games last season. He played a lot of snaps as the third safety, especially as Kenny Vaccaro uh, was banged up several times last year. Yeah, he played more than that. For sure. A to Z Sports. Here live on this Tuesday show, previewing Titans training camp. Let's go ahead and ask you this question. I want to figure out what you guys are most interested in. What are you most excited about for this Titans training camp? But first, let me tell you guys about our good friends at the Bone & Joint Institute, boneandjointtn.org, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. Whenever that injury happens in life, know who you should go to, who you should trust when it comes to recovery and getting back to full health. That is the Bone and Joint Institute right there in Franklin. They have over a dozen doctors there at their facility, and they streamline the process. They're not going to send you all over town to different buildings for imaging and testing and surgery and the rehab. It's all right there to make it simple on you because you're going through a lot when you get hurt. They're going to make it simple on you, boneandjointtn.org. Bet MGM, that is who we are powered by. Our title sponsor of this morning show, code ATOZ Sports. They are the king of sports books. And if you download their app, you'll understand why they are king. They have, yeah. I think, the best app. They they give you boosts, they give you Monday uh free bets. They hook you up. Bet MGM code ATOZ Sports. Download the app today. 
All right, simple question. What are you most excited about for this Titans training camp? Simple answer. Simple answer. Mike says, how fast Ryan and and, and gel with Julio? Ryan gels with Julio there, Mike? Uh, maybe not so simple answer. Will, Aaron says, Will. I think that was a mistype. Ah, okay. But Aaron, that's not our fault. Yeah, no. Aaron says Julio. Clayton, Julio. A different Aaron says, most excited to see the new defense meshing. Jeffrey says the cornerback competition. Steven says the backup QB competition, and I'm sure we will have several conversations about between uh, you know, their 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 favorite guy, Logan Woodside, and then Deshaun Kaiser, former Notre Dame uh starting quarterback. INT Kaiser. I saw he's in his career, he's thrown eleven touchdowns to twenty-four interceptions. Jesus. <laughs> he's he threw three to Kevin Byard in one game back when he was with the Browns. Tied up Ohio says Ferkser's breakout season. Been rooting for him for years to get the starting job. Bobby Julio, Michael Julio, uh, another great year from AJ. Uh, who's going to be the defensive uh, control the defense as a leader from Jarvis? Corey says de- seeing the defense come together and how much impact Jim Schwartz has. So this I'm I'm seeing a lot less Julio answers than I expected because to be honest, Julio Jones like. It's Julio Jones. And the, like, if you're asking, what am I most excited about? I'm the most excited to go to training camp practice tomorrow and just sit by number two with my iPhone and take as many great videos and pictures as I can of Julio Jones. Because this guy is a Hall of Fame wide receiver who is in two-tone blue, not washed up. Because you've had guys who have been high-caliber players at the position come through the Titans building, washed up and be nothing. All the way from Yancey to Eric Moulds to Randy Moss to Andre Johnson, but Julio is different than all of those guys. Yeah, well, I think that is the easy answer, right? Because it is well, and for fans, they won't get the opportunity to see that, right? Like that, and so that's unfortunate. It's just a unique year; you can't do anything. They didn't; able, they weren't able to see him last year, or AJ at least practiced last year. Nobody really saw Isaiah Wilson because. <laughs> I, I saw a little bit of him. I saw him practice a few times, and I what I saw is that he wasn't very good. Yeah, I saw him got blown up, get blown off the ball a couple of times. Yeah. But uh, so I, I, I think the I'll go storyline because I, I look, I, I agree. I think the answer is Julio. That's yeah. why I said easy answer. Right? Like, I am most intrigued with how Rashawn Evans will respond to the disastrous year he had last year. And disastrous, let me explain myself, not disastrous like Isaiah Wilson, but disastrous in where he was selected, where we were projecting him, the next step taken in this defense, the leadership quality that he could bring, the tackling ability, and instead, he was a liability. He would run through the wrong holes, he would get big-time 15-yard penalties, in, in ill-advised situations, Rashawn Evans, which way are you going to go? That is my I, that I think that could be the biggest question on the defense. I think there's some other big questions: the Caleb Farley, the Bud Dupree's, the Imani Hookers. But Rashawn Evans, I think he can change this defense from being bottom five in the league. I'll say this. The Titans were bottom five in the league last year in team defense. If Rashawn Evans plays a lot better than he did last year, there's no way 
the Titans are bottom five defense in the NFL. That one man, that one role, because of how important it is. And Austin, it's what we've seen. We see him slice through the defense in New England in a playoff game in a crucial fourth down spot to get the ball back for his offense and change a game. We didn't see much of that last year. We saw a lot of 15-yard penalties, 10-yard penalties, holdings on 54, which makes no sense. Yeah. That, I think, for me, going into this year, I had high expectations going into last year. I don't know what my expectations are for Sean Evans this year, but I'm really excited to see which way he goes. Well, and it's also Jalen Brown in a similar situation. Jalen Brown was playing really well until he got hurt, and then – uh, the Titans defense struggled and didn't really have that guy behind him. That's where they drafted Monty Rice in the third round. The crazy thing about this camp is we asked this question, what are you most excited about for this Titans training camp? There were Julio answers. There really weren't a lot of Derrick Henry answers. And there really weren't a lot of like LaJuan answers or Ryan Tannehill because that just shows you where this team is at right now. Is that the well, Derek, training camp? Too. <clears throat> right. We we but, asked about training camp. We didn't ask sure. about the year. No, I know, but because I like, I, I want to see if Derrick Henry gets back to two thousand yards. <laughs> no doubt, no doubt. But that that tells you how many how many people are looking at this team, and they know the foundational pieces that they feel so confident about. All the offensive players that we've talked about, and then it's the. Well, I think I like the nuance that some of the comments have had. Somebody's been talking about Big Jeff. Big Jeff has slimmed down. Now, how, you know, uh, can he help his pass rush? Can Big Jeff be even better again? And then looking at the scheme, like you guys are, are getting really deep with your thoughts of what you're looking for for training camp. And I, it, I think it says a lot about the roster's health overall and reworking the defense with a lot of different new starters uh, that have a, that has an opportunity to be a, middle-of-the-road NFL defense that gets this team a long way. Yeah, it really does. Well, we talked a lot of Julio talk. Let's dive in a little deeper because Madden released the top 10 wide receiver rankings. Ratings, right? So they, yep. they, we had rankings, now we have ratings. AJ, I'll just go ahead and preview. AJ, not in the top 10. So we, I think we have to predict a rating. We know Julio's rating. There's some that I disagree and agree with. There's some other things being released, but Madden 22, it always comes out. Great publicity. Yep. Let's see the top 10 and ask you an AJ question. But first, I am going to tell you guys about Calvin and Subtle. One of my favorite hardwood floors is this Rivoli. Oh, yeah, the Rivoli. I'm going back to the the best hardwood floor that you could buy, in my opinion. Now, I've got a whole slew of samples right here. Calvin and Subtle has hooked a brother up, and I try to I showcase these every day. You can take a look and find your perfect hardwood floor one to two weeks. Once you find your perfect hardwood floor, they will order the material and install. That's Calvin and Subtle. That's Middle Tennessee. You live in Clarksville, they got you covered. You live in Spring Hill, they got you covered. Gallatin, Mount Juliet, Nashville. It doesn't matter if you're in Middle Tennessee. Calvin and Subtle can hook you up. 615-448-6414. Knock on wood if you're with me. Everybody's with me. CalvinandSubtle.com. 
BetMGM, don't forget, today at 2 o'clock Central Time, A to Z Sports Picks presented by BetMGM will be live right where you're watching right now with Alan Bell and Brian Edwards. I've seen the rundown for this morning. They're fully shifting into football mode over the next several weeks leading up to the seasons getting going. So they'll have SEC picks, they'll have NFL divisional conversations about where to place your money the smartest way in the preseason Thanks to BetMGM. Download the app. Use code ATOZ Sports. You get a risk free bet up to 600 bucks with your first deposit and your first bet with the BetMGM app. So, talking uh, Julio Jones and AJ Brown. We do know Julio Jones is a top 10 Madden rated wide receiver. AJ Brown is not. So, ESPN put out the top 10 wide receivers when it comes to Madden ratings. And here they are. Julio Jones rated fifth at a 95 overall with Diggs, Tyreek Hill, Hopkins, and Devontae Adams above him. Michael Thomas, Keenan Allen, Amari Cooper, Mike Evans, and Allen Robinson round out the top 10 wide receivers. A.J. Brown was a top 10 wide receiver when it came to ESPN's positional rankings with the data they found, but he's not in the Madden rankings, Zach. I do find this interesting because – Amari Cooper was not in ESPN's top 10. I don't think Allen Robinson was either. They're missing They're missing somebody else. And I, I don't know if I can find that uh, graphic that I made. Well, of who so, I, and I bet you it's different, like, perceived ranking slash rating, right? Like, Madden should take into account the player, right? And the executives were probably taking more into account what quarterback they have, what team they were on. Like Allen Robinson is a guy who's exiled to a bad offense to the Chicago Bears, but he puts up really good numbers. We talked about Allen Robinson before he got franchise tagged, how badass of a dude that guy was. He catches the ball. It was a guy that you – instead they got Julio Jones, so Titans worked out pretty well. But Amari Cooper is good. I think Mike Evans should have been higher. Everybody has their opinion on here. Julio Jones rated 95, though. Ah, that's pretty, pretty, yeah, pretty past his prime, good. right? <laughs> right? So, yeah. so I, this brings up the question. I, so I side note. The, the, the two guys who were in the ESPN positional top 10, not in the Madden ratings, are both Ole Miss players, DK Metcalf and A.J. Brown. And we talked about – Amari Cooper and Allen Robinson. Your rankings, I don't know how that – works as far as how you rate but dk metcalf is very good at one thing but not as good at probably quickness and agility as compared to tyree kill right so like rating probably is full factor i i don't know what people in orlando and canada a how they rank these guys i, I don't know how they the the algorithm but yeah I, it, one thing side note your boy Here's a quick question. Where do you think your boy, J.J. Watt, was ranked? Oh, I already saw this. And, yeah, J.J. Watt was rated a 94. Over Joey and Nick Bosa. And the same as T.J. Watt. Look, look. All right, PSA. In the year 2001, T.J. Watt is the superior Watt. Not... (laughs) JJ's injured, washed up Arizona ass. JJ Watt does not deserve to be rated the same as his brother TJ. He is throwing some money under the table at somebody to say, hey, you better not rate me below 
TJ, and why are the Bosa's both below J.J. Watt? T.J. Watt, of the four, I think T.J. Watt should be number one, then the Bosa's, then J.J. should be off the map somewhere else because that is ridiculous. I would argue if Nick Bosa didn't tear his ACL, he would be above all of them. Probably. Uh, T.J. Watt's very, very good. I don't want to discredit him. But Nick Bosa, uh, he showed me a lot in that first season. (laughs) A lot. So here's our question. A.J. Brown, not in the top 10 wide receivers as far as Madden rating. What should his Madden rating be? Talk about A.J. Brown, number 11 for the Tennessee Titans. What should his Madden rating be? Austin, tell the fine folks what his Madden rating was before his 1K season a year ago. Yeah, so uh, going into last year, A.J. Brown, his second year, he was rated an 81 overall on Madden a year ago to start. Now, obviously, they update the ratings as the season progresses and players start to play. So, But he was going into last year, this time a year ago, he was an 81. So based off of that, where should A.J. be? A lot of comments are flying in. Uh, Apollo says 86 to 88. Rob says 92, Jarvis 92, Jemai 92, BMO 91, Mike Walsh says 90. Aaron says AJ's at least a 90. Uh, more comments to read for you guys. Lee says at least uh, an 89. Monsoon says 91. Josh 93 is, I believe, the highest so far. Alex says 91 or 92. Jerome says 88 or 89. Nate says 90. Billy 88. Uh, we don't know DK Metcalf's rating either. He's outside the top 10. We'll probably learn that later this week. Jeff says 88 to 90. Xavier says AJ should be an 86, um, which is the lowest guess of what he should be. Clayton says he should be a 90, thinks he will be an 86. Danny says around 92 or 94, which he we know he's not. Like, we know Allen Robinson is the 10th wide receiver in the game, rated as a 90. He could be a 90, though. He could be a 90, but I feel like if he was a 90, then they would have to change that graphic to include whoever else was 90. I don't think they make sense. So I don't know if that would happen. <laughs> yeah. So 93 from Dustin, right at 90 Orlando, 87, 90s, a lot of 90s flying in, 92. So, Zach, uh, you are a Madden guy. I have not played Madden, uh, I believe, since like 2012. Um, so going on 10 years, I think AJ Brown should be an 89. That makes sense to me. Third year guy who has unbelievable ability, but he's just not as defined at the position as a lot of these other guys. He is more, AJ is a physical freak who gets and has a lot of success because of his mindset as well as his physicality uh, talent that he has. So I'd say an 89 makes a lot of sense for where AJ should be at this point in his career. I think they will rate him an 87. Uh, I agree. I think he should be an 89. Uh, I mean, I could argue 90, but I'm I, I'm I'm okay with that. I think the best part about today's age of Madden ratings is they do evolve and they do change throughout the course of the season. Now, the problem is when Dak Prescott goes down, your ass has to play with Andy Dalton, and that's not fun. But I love the realness of it, right? So I 
I, I'm, I'm with you on 80, 89, but my prediction is he'll be an 87 when it's released. All right, so we'll see what happens. Uh, and, yeah, Aaron says he'll start high 80s and break through 90 in the season. That's probably uh, what will eventually happen with A.J. Brown. But one to have that segment there on this Tuesday. Now, Zach, let's roll with it. Let's roll with our Tuesday sports trivia here on the show. Zach, we have 10 questions for Tuesday sports trivia. We need to get eight right. I'm going to go back and find uh, our, our, our percentages from last week. Uh, but Zach, we've got 10 questions. We got one rule, no Googling, well, two rules. No Googling is one, and then no texting other people to ask for help. No sales no, material. No sales material, right. So Zach, what is question number one? All right, uh, let's get to the first question. Uh, <laughs> let's Olympic question. I don't know this. I don't think we've had this. Vietnam won its very first – oh, we have had this. We have done this, uh, so I'm going to skip over that. Uh, my apologies. It was Vietnam had its first Olympic medal in what sport? We've already done that, and I think yeah, we missed yeah. it. Um, let's see. Which sportswear brand in it ended its 10-year association with the NFL in 2011? Which sportswear brand – ended its 10-year association with the NFL in 2011. Yeah, I think Reebok. Uh, Jeffrey came in with Reebok real quick. Um, and so did Rob and Jose and Puka uh, and Monsoon and Roland. I think Reebok is the correct answer. I, I didn't mean to click on Aaron's Adidas comment. Reebok, to me, is the correct answer. That makes the most sense to me. That was my first gut. I didn't realize it was 2011. I thought it was before that. So Reebok, final A to Z. <clears throat> the correct answer, Reebok. All right, 1-0. and oh. Next question from the pitch. What honor did British footballer Wayne Rooney earn for the year 2002? He was a wee lad in 2002, wasn't he? What honor did British footballer Wayne Rooney earn for the year 2002? Uh, one more time, sorry. What What honor did British footballer Wayne Rooney earn for the year 2002? I wanted to say the golden boot, but <clears throat> the golden boot, was was he? Like, is there another honor besides the golden boot? I, I don't. I'm know. sure there is, but I don't know. Rookie footballer of the year says Johnny. I mean, I think it could be something to do with a rookie because that Rain, was a long time ago. <clears throat> Rooney's in his 40s now, isn't he? Or maybe late 30s. So he would have been like late teens, early 20s at that point. Like Puka says, the youngest EPL scorer. Like that does not sound honor. That's just like a fact. You know what I mean? Yeah. Euro MVP. How many? Uh, man, this is tough. I kind of feel like Golden Boot should be it. Is that where we want to go? Oh. <clears throat> Um, 
Yeah. Final A to Z. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> Bucket as I jump in and y'all are talking footy. We're doing trivia. So you've I don't know. Already, Bucket, you've already I've already done it. it. So go ahead. Young sports personality. That's an honor. That's stupid. <laughs> Austin like, getting mad about the answer again. Well, yeah, but that's a stupid honor. Like young sports personality. What the who even gives that? It's vague question. Regardless, we move on. We're one and one here on sports trivia. We have eight uh, questions to go. We're at 75% through six weeks. Um, let's see here. All right. We have our next question in sports trivia, and I think we can get this. Steve Nash was traded to which team in 1998? Now, was he, he traded from the Mavericks to the Suns in nineteen? I just watched. So I this actually know this. He was drafted by the Phoenix Suns. And I think he was traded to the Mavs. But he's that was before ninety eight. He was drafted in nineteen ninety six. So so the question is, who was he traded to in 98? Steve Nash was traded to which team in 1998? Is it the Suns or the Mavs? Is it the Mavs or the Suns? I think he went so we're to saying the he, Mavs. We're saying he went to Dallas. Yes. Which, I think so. And at that point, Jason Kidd was where? Because Donald brings up that he was traded to Dallas for Jason Kidd. Dallas, Jason Kidd was still in New Jersey in 98. Right? No. Jason Kidd was in New Jersey in the 2000, early 2000, because that's when they went to the finals against the Lakers and lost. So traded to the Mavs in 98. That is how we feel? Yes. I think that is the correct Okay. Answer. Well, finally, does he lock that one in? The correct answer is Dallas Mavericks. Okay. All right. Bang. I knew that. Uh, shout out to the NBA, NBA TV for putting on that. Uh, the go watch the draft in '96. Uh, it's two parts. Very, very intriguing. There um, you go. So we're two and one through three questions. All right. Here is something that uh, is very particular. But who had a 1.74 ERA for the Boston Red Sox in 2000? 2000. Who had a 1.74 ERA for Boston in 2000? That's got to be Pedro Martinez. Gotta be. There's no way that it would be Kurt Schilling. I guess he wasn't on he wasn't on Boston then. So it's I gotta think, be Pedro Martinez. Everybody is saying Pedro. Do you want to lock it in? We're going Pedro? Like Pedro was a freaking beast. Kurt Schilling jumped around a lot, but no, Pedro I, was, I, I don't think Kurt Schilling was playing for the Red Sox in 2000. Okay, so Jeff says Schilling was in the on the Phillies at that point. All right, let's go. Pedro Martinez, final A to Z. The correct answer is Pedro Martinez. All right, three one through. Four I actually questions. saw Pedro Martinez pitch in Coors Field. He was playing for the Mets at the time. Yeah, he did Pedro Martinez. Side, uh, side trivia question: Pedro Martinez and one other pitcher were the only people who could throw 105 miles per hour on King Griffey Junior. Baseball on the N64. Randy Johnson. Bingo. <laughs> All right, let's move on to our fifth question. 
who led the Kansas City Chiefs in rushing in Super Bowl four? Who oh, led God. the Kansas City Chiefs in rushing in Super Bowl four? I don't know of a single player on that Kansas City Chiefs team. They lost. We need the uh, uh, elder uh, demographic to help with this one. Tall Texan says Lynn Dawson. Lynn Dawson was he was the quarterback, so yeah, that would that sounds right. So Lynn Dawson could be a good guess. I think we have to go Lynn Dawson. That's the only name that makes any sense. Is that where we're going? Yep, Lynn Dawson, final A to Z. The correct answer is Mike Garrett. Yeah, that guy, Mike Garrett. All Mike right, Garrett. So we're halfway through trivia for today. We are three and two. A couple tough losses here early on. We got five more questions, but real quick, let me tell you about Mandu. The Pulse of Fitness, one 15-minute workout equals five-plus hours in the weight room. Mandu.com, your first workout is absolutely free. Go to Mandu.com. It's a legit workout, a full-body electronic muscle stimulation. I did it on Sunday, still feeling it on this Tuesday. Uh, works every muscle group and puts zero impact on your joints, which helps your old or current injuries get you back healthy, get you back in shape. Wherever you're at in your fitness goals, you can reach your goals with Mandu at Mandu.com. Well, the good thing is, is that whenever I see something that is related to uh, this state, I do ask this question when I see it. So it is a softball. What What is our record right now? We are three and two today. Well, I think we're going to be four and two. Where did Dallas Cowboys tight end Jason Witten attend college? The University of Tennessee. So that is correct. And I only do that. There's very little. There's very few local, local, ones. local questions. So we got to get the local ones in when we can. All right, so next up, uh, in in rugby union, how many points is a try? Six. I'm pretty sure it's six. Now, uh, Kelkins, who is watching right now, also says six. In I know rugby union, how many points is a try worth? I think it's – I'm pretty damn sure it's six because then there's the extra kick that you can make. And we're getting a lot of fives there too. I'm pretty confident it's six. Nate says, Nate's from Australia, in Australia. Six, final A to Z, he played rugby. I think it's six. The correct answer is five points. Damn it. What? Wait, oh. <laughs> League is six, union is five. Yeah, I don't know what the hell that means. I don't know. I didn't know there's a difference. I just know in uh, – State of Tennessee High School Rugby at six. That sucks. That really sucks. Four and three. All right, we got three more. Yikes. Uh, at what college did the seventh inning stretch originate? I think this is a very interesting question. I this is one know. you hold on to for forever. Yeah, you yeah. Tell at, all your friends. Yeah, you're at a baseball game and you tell the people, hey, you know. You hey, did you know this? At what college did the seventh inning stretch originate? Man, we've had some hard questions today, I feel like. Yeah, this is a rough one. 
This is hard. Orlando says Iowa. <laughs> uh, Nebraska, Yale. And we're just going to, I mean, there's no way we're going to know this. Like it's, we have so many options to pick from. It's old. It's got to be old, right? Like, is it, but Harvard, like, is it Northeast school? Princeton? Princeton? Stacy says Omaha. Uh, I didn't, uh, Omaha, Nebraska. You know, I, I think a Midwestern state is probably a good. You think uh, that? A good guess. College. Watch, watch like the seventh inning stretch. Be like, yeah, they had to take a stretch in the seventh inning to go tend to the fields. Yeah, I mean, I have no idea. Ah, <laughs> uh, I mean, the polo grounds. <laughs> There's no way of knowing. This is it's. I I don't even know if we can guess. I mean, we have to guess. We can guess a college. Nebraska, just because of the Omaha connection with the sport of baseball in college. I think I'm gonna get. I'm my personal guess like Princeton, but we can go with. I don't know. I'm guessing. So we, do we want to go with Omaha? No, I was just in Nebraska, but. Which is in Lincoln, not Omaha, but regardless. Whatever. So then that's not going to be right. What, what is it? I don't know. What What are we going to guess? I, I have no idea. Uh, I just Northwestern. I'm going a Princeton final A to Z. Fine, I'm, whatever. If, it doesn't matter to me. Yeah, it was Northeast. I was wrong though. Manhattan College. Manhattan College. Okay, so we are four and four, guys. This is not good. Tough. Tough. <sighs> All right. Um, who was the Baltimore Ravens backup quarterback for Joe Flacco in the 2011 NFL season? Who was the Baltimore Ravens backup quarterback for Joe Flacco in the 2011 NFL season? So this is the 11. This is the Super Bowl. They won it in 2012. Man, this is a tough one. Troy Smith. That sounds right. No, Troy Smith. Jeff, what year did Troy Smith win the championship? Yeah, where's Big Ten? He Jeff? was he was already out of the league by 2011. Tyrod Taylor. A lot of people are saying Tyrod Taylor. He was with the Ravens. I think I think we should go Tyrod Taylor. If we miss this, this is our worst performance of all yeah, time. Uh, probably, yeah. Ty Let's go Tyrod Taylor because, yeah. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Troy Smith won the Heisman in 06. He was out of the league by that point. We want to lock in Tyrod? Let's go Tyrod Taylor, final A to Z. This the correct awesome. answer is Tyrod Taylor. Thank God. Five and four. So we really need to get this one. We can still have um, one of our worst performances if we miss this. And it's a hard one. Great. All right. Back to the pitch. I don't even know who this is, but what footballer married pop star Cheryl Tweedy in 2006? 
Is she also a Spice Girl? Maybe. I, I don't know. What footballer married pop star Cheryl Tweedy in 2006? Ashley Cole. Donald coming in hot with a final A to Z. <laughs> I, uh, in Donald, we could trust. Who it's is not that? Beckham because <clears throat> it's not Beckham. I, 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 Ashley Cole. Who is sounds, Ashley Cole? I don't know who Ashley uh, Cole is. I, I think well, he's a European uh, soccer player. I believe Ashley Cole uh, played for England. The national got another, team. Johnny says Ashley Cole. He's a forward. Johnny says her last name is Cole now. So, all right, Ashley Cole. Okay, we're going to go with Ashley Cole. This is where the chat comes in big. Possibly. Save our ass. Ashley Cole, final A to Z to get to six and four for the week. The correct answer is Ashley Cole. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Dom. Fine. No, that there. was Donald. It was Donald. 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 Yes. Good job, Donald. So six and four. Not good. Not we good. We had some tough ones. The Manhattan College. We're at 73% now. Not That's what good. happens. That's what happens when you really drop below that line. That was by far our hardest run. That was really, really hard. Like, Manhattan, screw that. <laughs> Oh. Again, I just find the questions. I, I don't know what. That yeah, is. yeah. And then the stupid Wayne Rooney honor that was like a personality. He was named a personality. What the hell? Everybody's a personality. That that was also stupid. Yeah, the personality award was like. And All we right, had guys. a softball with Jason Witten, so we really did bad. Yeah, no kidding. All right. Well, you always remember the college where the seventh inning stretch ori originated was Manhattan. You will always remember that. Yep. You'll take that with you. All right, guys, we will see you tomorrow on Wednesday. Mike Vrabel press conference at 11.30 Central Time. So we'll see you guys later on. Have a good Tuesday. Adios.